Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is avoiding ambition. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Paul, in his epistle to the Philippians, said, Do nothing out of ambition or conceit, but with humility. Consider others as being better than yourself. Let's talk about that. He said, do nothing out of ambition or conceit. Some translations say vain conceit. Now, I would like to tie that together with something that Christ said. This is very important. He said, of myself, I can do nothing. It is the Father within who doth the works. So, when Christ said things or did things, it was the Father acting through him. And so, he did nothing of himself out of vain conceit or out of ambition. In fact, I want to add something else. A very simple dictum that you will hear when you get one of my meditations and practice it. You will hear me say, always do what you know is right in your heart. So, can you see that if you always do what you know is right in your heart, then you're not doing it out of ambition? See, this is very difficult to talk about, but it's very, very important. You're not going to hear this hardly anywhere else. There's not a lot of places where you'll get this kind of insight. And when I talk, when I talk about these things, if you're receptive, you will, you will track with what I'm saying. As I say it, you will also flash upon it and say, yes, that's right. It's like, I was saying what you have always kind of known. You see, within people is the spirit of the world. It gets inside of us, mostly when we're little children and we react to the cruelty and the meanness and the impatience and the confusion and the tease around us. We resent it. And we resent weak authorities like our weak parents, your father, maybe, who was weak. And other authorities, when you were at school, you had teachers, and first you looked up to them, and later you saw that they were phony. They pretended to know things they didn't really know. They put on a song and dance and acted as if some trivial thing was important when it, it isn't. Or they pre pushed something upon you that's not true. Or they pushed you to learn something that's true, but they pushed it upon you to try to make you accept it without really seeing whether it's true or not. And what they were doing is basically violating your selfhood, violating your soul. You see, God gave us a soul by which we can see for ourselves. And when they pressured you, they were trying to get you to 
to set aside being able to see for yourself and just accept something because they said so. But when you did that, when you went along to get along, and then when you went along with the peers because of your guilt for resenting authorities, dictatorial authorities, mean, cruel authorities, and also weak authorities, they were wrong. So you resented them. You saw they're wrong, but you resented them, and then you felt guilty. Maybe your dad was weak, or he wasn't there for you. So you resented him. But then the resentment made you feel guilty, because it's wrong to resent. You know in your heart that it's wrong to resent, but you did. So then what happened then? Then you, you felt empty, and then you looked for approval from others to take away the guilt. Of course, you should have gone to God directly, but you didn't know yet. You were just a little child. And so you resented, and you felt guilty. And then you went to others for their approval, to your peers. So you partied together and smoked marijuana together, and they made you feel like you were okay. But you weren't okay, because you'll only become okay when you become right with God. We'll continue with this discussion in just a moment. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. All that would do is cramp my style, and besides, I want to set you free, not tie you down with more church, more doctrines, more obligations, more labels. People say, I'm a this or I'm a that, or I'm a that or I'm a this. All it does is divide you up from the commonality, the brotherhood and sisterhood of humankind. That's all it does. I don't need any labels. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. We're talking today about a very simple but profound thing that Paul said in his epistle to the Philippians. He said, do nothing out of ambition or conceit, but with humility of mind, consider others as being better than yourself. So I said that you must learn to, to flow from what you know is right in your heart, because you know what's right in your heart, but you have fallen away from it. You have fallen away from it, so you're not aware of what's right in your heart on a moment-to-moment -moment basis because you have separated from it. Remember I was talking about authorities that pressured you to accept something because they said so, and they didn't give you the space to see it for yourself. Well, what they were also, what they were pressuring you to do is to not do a reality check. See, to the extent that you get caught up in anything, that you get pulled into something and involved in something, and entangled in something to that extent, you begin to forget to do reality checks. If someone gets you to accept something just because they said so, or because a lot of people say so, but you don't really see it for yourself, then you that gets inside, and then there it is, and then you have accepted something, see, 
without knowing whether it's true or not. So you basically denied denied your denied your God-given ability to see for yourself. It's called intuition. It's a very precious gift. And so what happens then is that that ability to see for yourself permits you to stand back and just gaze at things. I remember I used to work somewhere and there was a lady a lady there. Her name was Lydia, very nice lady. But she had a special gift. She was able to see people's auras. She was able to see the light around people. She had a gift. But I remember that when sometimes when she would look at you, it was like it was like she was looking through you. She was gazing. She could see things that other people couldn't see. When you were a little child, you saw things too, because you had the gift of intuition. But as the years went by, your light went out because you didn't pay attention to it anymore, because you know why? Because you had accepted what other people say without knowing whether it's true or not. You had resented other people. And then instead of looking to your creator, you looked to others for approval, to your peer group, for example. And then you look to drugs and marijuana and alcohol and distractions to take away conscience. And what is conscience? Conscience is what you know in your heart. But conscience is always there. It's still there. And your intuition is still there. All you must do is refine it. That's all you must do is refine it and then remain close to it. But now you see what, as Shakespeare said, now there's the rub. The rub is... Are you willing to admit you're wrong? That's what it's all about. Last week I made a beautiful program about repentance. You really ought to listen to it. Last week's program about repentance. You really ought to listen to that program. It's very nice. So can you see now that people tried to make you fall away from your intuition? They wanted you to get caught up with them. See, the ones who wanted you to accept something just because they say so, well, they stretched around. And they were very clever, more clever than you. They had more experience at fooling other people and at pressuring other people and seducing other people. But then what you did is you ended up accepting them. See? And you are caught up in their personality, either liking them or hating them. See? So you either like them or hate them, but you were caught up with them. When you get caught up with something, it pulls you away from intuition. It pulls you away from that ability to stand back and gaze and see in God's light. And when you get involved with your music, it pulls you into it. When you get involved with entertainment, it pulls you in. When you get angry at something, you're pulled in. See? When you want something too much, you sit there thinking about it and wanting it and trying to get it pulls you in. So everything pulls you in. But when it pulls you in, it pulls you away from intuition, away from conscience, away from God's light, which is always there. So now you see how you must walk in the Spirit. Paul said you must walk in the Spirit. See, Christ said you must walk in the Spirit. He said that the, the Spirit is what is important to flesh profiteth nothing. See, so when you walk according to the flesh, then what? Well, it's getting caught up in things and wanting things and hating things and trying to get away from things and wanting more things. 
see, and feeling guilty for being away from the inner light. See, your God sends his light and we're supposed to live in God's light and walk in God's light. So what could be simpler than just to, to live simply and not do what's wrong and do what's right? That should be the most simple thing in the whole world. It says in the Bible that people like Noah, for example, and Elijah, Enoch, Moses, they walked with God. That's what you must do. Christ said of myself, I can do nothing. So you must find the way to do nothing of, with ambition. Can you see the difference between, between giving somebody something because you, you see that they have a need, you see that you could give a little help, and so you seeing that, you just do for them, and then you forget about it. Can you see the difference between that and doing for someone so that you'll get their approval, so others will see it and think you're nice, and so you can fool yourself into thinking that you're nice? A totally different way of doing things. In the one way, the way of doing it so you look good, or people think you're good, or you can fool yourself into thinking you're good, or doing it to get rid of guilt for having resented them. See? That way is ambition. See? Self-glorification. When you do something simply with a humble mind, just doing something because you see that it needs to be done, that's all. If dishes need washing, you just wash them. It's so simple. You know what my most popular YouTube video right now is? It's How Brother Lawrence Found God and How You Can Too. That's right, Brother Lawrence. If the dishes needed washing, he just washed them. His life was simple and he was close to God. And you must find God and live in God's light and walk with God. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage? A spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome back to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you. To view our many free resources and make a contribution, visit SheddingShackles.com. 
We're talking today about doing things with a humble mind instead of ambitiously. Now, as soon as you respond to any outside command or suggestion, or as soon as you respond to another's tease or pressure, see, then you become subject to that tease or that pressure, even if you resent it. See, a lot of us, some of us, when we were kids, for example, or teenagers, we saw phoniness and we saw pressure and we saw meanness and we saw that and we didn't want to conform or we saw people were trying to seduce you and trick you and fool you and they were acting nice just to try to to get you to do something or to believe they were trying to get you to believe in them to look to them see as as being somehow wonderful or great and you saw that and you re see and you quite properly saw something wrong with it but your problem the only problem is you resented it that was your mistake you resented it but i want you to see a very simple thing and this is very important Resentment is a response. Resentment to tease. See, if someone teases you and you you like it, that, well, that's a response. But on the other hand, if you resent it, that's also a response. So, some phony person who pretended like he knew something when he really didn't know, or who had a false authority. See, the other thing about authority is they have a false authority. It's not real, true authority. You don't really respect them. Their authority is false, shallow. And you don't want to do what they say. But sometimes you sort of have to go along. You know, if you're sitting in school, you just sort of have to go along. But what you must learn is just don't resent them. If they're phony, see it. If they're shallow, see it. If they're bossy, see it. But just don't respond to it. In other words, don't either like it or dislike it. Don't believe it or disbelieve it. Just see it. People are pressuring you. Just stand back and observe. Don't resent. That's your first line of defense. Because you see, the human being was created to live in God's light. And we were created to become children of God. And how? By responding to him, responding to his light, his truth, his principles. See, by seeing, seeing the principle and taking delight in it, realizing it, being filled with awe and wonder by it. And by seeing his handiwork all around and appreciating it and knowing that he is the creator. See? And also, then, as you go through the world and you see things and like things and, 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 and are in awe and wonder and delight at things you see, nature, math, science, all the marvels of the world, you see them and, and you marvel and wonder, see? Then that is good. And then, when it comes to other people, you don't resent them, that's all. And by not resenting them, you're not responding. You're not responding to the temptation in them. See, here's the thing. When other people are false, when they are vile, 
when they are phony, when they are pretentious, when they're arrogant, when they're manipulative, when they're scheming, when they're very impatient. I'm laughing because I'm thinking, well, that's the way most authorities are. Okay, but just understand this, when they are that way, it is the error operating through them. It's the spirit of the world operating through them. It's the wrong that got into them when they resented their parents, and they resented their teachers, and they resented other people. It got into them, and now it's operating through them. So it's the error in them that's teasing you and tempting you to resent. So be disobedient to the wrong by just not resenting it. Don't respond. Stand back. Let it pass. See the error? Yes. But just don't resent the person. That's God's command. Don't resent other people. Do you get it? See, but here's the thing. Just hearing about religion, hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, it's not enough. You have to experience him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing him is undoubtedly resentment and being lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams and lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? And that's why I've made a little meditation too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think uh, could be just what, what you need if you really and truly want to get better. So now do you see why you mustn't resent other people? Because it's the error operating through them that's tempting you. It's the wrong in them that's tempting you. The other person, they undoubtedly, they don't even know what they're doing. Remember Christ said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. The person who is there, who's being cruel or impatient or teasing you or taunting you or is being seductive or is being phony or is being vile, who is being contempt, who is contemptuous and arrogant or whatever it is, it's the error operating through them. So now listen again to Christ's words. Of myself, I can do nothing. He got his ego out of the way. It is the Father within me who doth the works. What Christ did came from the Father. He realized, he saw, he obeyed what he knew in his heart. See, which you also can know what is right in your heart. If you always did what you know in your heart, then you would become an extension of what is good and what is true. You would become an extension of that. But now look at other people and see what are they an extension of. They're an extension of error and wrong. So now have compassion upon them. Don't feel sorry for them. That's another re response. Just stand back and observe them and don't hate them. You can have compassion by not hating. You can love them by not hating, by not resenting them. See, if you resent another person, look, 
first of all, what you're doing is you're, you're being obedient to the error in them, which wants you to resent. It wants you to resent, especially it wants you to resent the other person because the other person is created in the image and likeness of God. And so we're not to hate other people. We're not to resent them. So when you don't resent the other person, you're being disobedient to it, which is operating through them. But the other thing is, by not hating them, now they see in you something they've never seen before. They see someone who doesn't hate them. And they're thrown back upon themselves and they have to look at their own behavior. And they may very well see that they are wrong. And when they do, they're sorry for it. And then the evil in them loses power over them. And you did all of that simply by one thing, not resenting, not hating, not judging, not reacting, remaining true to what you know in your heart. So now I would like you to listen to this little announcement about my book, one of my books, called Putting the Forever Back in Love. Because much of what I have just talked about, you'll see in that book. Are you interested in improving your relationship with your partner? Or how about improving your relationship with your kids if communication is not so good? Okay, and then how about getting rid of hurt feelings and misunderstandings and so on? Well, then you really ought to read one of my books about relationships and about marriage. And one of the ones that I don't talk about a lot, I should talk about more, is my book called Putting the Forever Back in Love. Oh, what a wonderful book. It's, it's over 300 pages, Putting the Forever Back in Love. I talk about how to improve your relationship, what to do if your wife asks you to leave, how to forgive and forget, okay? How to stay married for a long time and live happily ever after, how to develop character and learn to bear suffering and grow from it, okay? And how to have understanding when you deal with other people, okay? And how not to judge your husband so much and how not to resent your wife. Well, may I recommend you get Putting the Forever Back in Love. Just visit SheddingShackles.com or TalkToAPastor.org and you can preview it for free. It's also on Amazon. Putting the Forever Back in Love. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's a beautiful book. And if you kind of like what I've been saying then, and you want to improve your relationship with your beloved family, then you might want to get the book. It's a good read. It could be very helpful. And if you're going to be patient with others and not hate them and not resent them and not judge them, why not start with your own family? Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.